the cinnamon. Time to go home there, boss. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too quick for your home? Welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. And AC, is, is New Zealand the greatest golfing nation on earth this week? Thanks for joining in from London. We've had a couple of these weeks, haven't we? Great stuff from the Kiwis. We had one close to Christmas, I think, where we, we cleaned up too. So outstanding stuff, mate. How are you? Mate, going great. I was just, you know... Barking to Tetamaina Iwi in the office this morning when, when all those results were coming across my desk, it was, it was great to see, you know, uh, especially Lydia Ko being back. But mate, nothing's really new on the side of Tasman. It's pretty much been lock the doors and stay inside. It's just been unbelievably, it's been sauna like. So, look, here's the I, weather I'm chat thinking, again. Yeah, but like, it's it's holding me back from you know doing anything real exciting but what about you mate just parked up in london i bet it if we if we're keeping on the weather chat i bet it's brisk well yeah i'm i'm all right mate i'm i must say i'm pretty bored at the moment i'm unemployed uh there's just not a lot going on in my life at the moment and i don't also i don't have the funds or funds in the future to to be able to go for a ski trip or do something exciting so (laughs) Yeah, it's a tough scene at the moment. Oh, way to dampen the mood. <laughs> yeah, um, nah, it's all good. It'll, it'll come. Mate, yeah, it'll, it'll work itself out. And uh, look, we'll just rip and tear into the golf chat. Uh, Lydia Cohen's a tournament of champions at Lake Nona Golf and Country Club and her now native Orlando. Uh, look, AC, I just want to ask you, is Lydia back or have we said this before? Good question. I think maybe we need to see a little bit more, but I def- it's definitely good signs, obviously. Oh, for after, sure. After last but, year. So can you explain to me how she's in the Tournament of Champions when she yeah, didn't do anything last year? <laughs> it's the winners from the last two seasons. So those okay. those wins in 2022 got her in this year. And obviously, if she'd had another bad year this year, she wouldn't be playing it next year but okay. so look now that she's got the kind of monkey off her back and and saying that a year of not winning in golf is not a long time is it really yeah no I think the concerning thing last year was that she wasn't contending much either she was just way off her best and yeah I agree with you in that winning gets kind of blown up to be way easier than it is but I it was kind of the nature of the way she was bowing out of tournaments it never really felt like she was in the hunt at many. Yeah, well, her and Jason Day won that team event towards the back end of last year, and it's and she came out and said it gave her a little bit of that taste of, you know, being in contention and winning again, and she started to find her feet after that and a little bit of a break from pro golf. She just kept grinding, and look, she'd come out in the first event of the year and won. So, look... Can you say she's back? Probably probably not, but man, it's a step in the right direction, isn't it? Yeah, completely agree. I must say it was very hard to find coverage of this. I couldn't. Oh, yeah. I, it, was, it was and it wasn't. It was just like middle of the night sort of stuff here and kind of only three-hour blocks of coverage. You don't get the 
you know, yeah, the wake up in the morning stuff like you do with the PGA Tour. But from what I saw, mm. like it was pretty impressive stuff from Lydia. Just kind of didn't really look in doubt on the last day, and yeah, great signs going forward. And as established, Lydia wasn't the only Kiwi triumphing around the world with. Kazuma Cabrori winning the Webex Player Series Murray River in honour of the late great uh, Jared Lyle and his first professional win. He's obviously won on the Aussie Tour before, but what I liked is, you know, he had that lead at the Vic PGA that he kind of blew away. I think it was five or six shots. And next time he's in contention, he's just come out and won. It just shows that the scar tissue wasn't there and he just... Yeah, essentially got out and got the job done. AC, I just want to get your thoughts on, I absolutely know you wouldn't have seen this because I think it was only covered in Australia and it was only late kind of Saturday and Sunday that was showing. So it was hard to get a real good gauge on his entire week, but, but apart from just looking at the scorecards. But just from what you know about him, how do you think he's going to go when he essentially, I think it's going to happen that he's going to make a jump to one of these big circuits. How do you think he will compete? Compete? How do you think he'll compete? Yeah, that's a bit out of my pay grade. But one thing I do know about him is that he seems to front. And I know that sounds really simplistic, but he's always seems to be in contention. He's won a lot as an amateur. And I think those people tend to just continue that on. They, If you're a winner... It's it feels like a mindset. The one thing that could hold him back is distance. And so mm. if he I don't I haven't got to watch him play a lot, but I you, you hear that he's not a big hitter. And obviously that's a premium, unfortunately, in the men's game. So I don't know. If if he does say get a card on the DP tour, he may just have to be a bit more picky with what venues he goes to. But at the same time, he seems to make it work. Yeah, he just Essentially, like without taking away anything from his premium ball striking, he just puts the lights out as well. Like he's just, when he gets on these tours, you know, the casual golf fan and stuff are going to actually see just how good this guy is at rolling his rockets. Like, I don't actually think I've, I've barely seen anyone roll it better in, like in person. It's just so effortless and flawless to watch whenever I've kind of, followed him at events so I think that is just what's going to set him apart when he moves into the professional level but you're right about him picking and choosing his venues that that could work but you never know like like mm. we'll, we'll chat about this rolling the ball back and then you know, there's rumors about rolling the driver back could it absolutely suit a guy like this but not not taking away from what he's achieved already at such a young age I think we're we're about to witness something pretty special it's hard to argue with that, and yeah, I I just think the weight of wins he's had is something you just can't ignore. Absolutely, and that order of merit race is really, really tightly congested on the PGA Tour of Australasia, and he's right in contention, and it's going to go down to the wire, and the New Zealand Open is one of those events that they're going to have to go to. So, look, hope, hopefully he just keeps his form up and, you know, Shakes it up at the New Zealand Open like he did last year, tie for sixth, low amateur. And if he keeps, even if he does that over there, oh man, he's he's really flirting with 
one of those three DP World Tour cards. And then, mm. mate, once you're over there, you're always a chance, aren't you? Yeah, well, the DP Tour's just got so many opportunities now. Obviously, the prize money's backed by the PGA Tour. And then you've also got the PGA Tour cards they give out. And then from there, you've you've got the churn as well. So with the, the better players leaving, you've just got more opportunities for yourself. So I think that that pathway for Kiwis and Aussies now, obviously three is not a lot of cards, but I, th- it's, I think it's going to be really good for people yeah. on this side of the world. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, and I'm yeah, like I said, I'm actually really looking forward to that race that's heating up over here. It's going to be awesome to watch the back end of the season to see who does pick up those cards. But mate, the other Kiwi that got the job done and probably has been the most consistent Kiwi golfer over the last kind of two or three years is Stephen Alka, won again on the Champions Tour. And look, man, you aren't going to pretend that we tune into watching heaps of those senior tour events but it just it just shows how fickle the game of golf is and like those courses can just get 20 to 30 yards shorter when you go to that senior tour and you can kind of be a perennial journeyman and now he's just out there absolutely flogging all of these greats it's impressive to see and he's just going to keep doing it yeah we've talked about that a lot just how it, the yeah the names that he's beaten is is it's quite wild. staggering. Like you, I actually you put in the chat something about Alcatraz this morning. I was still sort of a bit dazed, and I didn't even know what the hell you're talking about until I finally clicked that it was Steve Alka. So yeah, that's how much I was tuning into that event. Awesome for Kiwi Golf, and he's going to be back at the New Zealand Open in a couple of weeks too. And man, accuracy around Millbrook could can always help. So. You just never know. The old man might might front up. Yeah, I think he's very good chance finishing top 20. I like that, mate. But, yeah, anyway, the DP World Tour had the Dubai Desert Classic in action. And, geez, Rory just erased a pretty mammoth 36-hole deficit to get the job done. I, As soon as I kind of saw him, well, I thought bundle out of contention on that second day. I, I even had to ask someone at cricket, I was, I, I was like, did he even make the cut? And and they're like, yeah. And then I'm tuning in, I'm tuning in and he's just absolutely just making birdies left, right and centre on Saturday and he's only a couple of shots back on Sunday. And, man, we, Cameron Young has a poor day on the tools and Rory didn't exactly have, a, have his best day out either right. and he's still got the job done. Yeah, interesting tournament. He was 10 shots back two days in. Obviously, shooting nine under on Saturday just got him straight back into contention. But, uh, yeah, interesting, just sort of interesting the way it all f- unfolded. Uh, Rory said that he thought after Friday that if he shot two sixty sevens, he was a chance. And he proved to be right. He ended up shooting 11 under and one by one. But I think it was staggering even the fact that he was leading by three shots at some stages yesterday maybe even four at one point that's just I just don't even know it's hard to reconcile how that even happened from where he was yeah I I don't get it either and just from watching yesterday just nobody seemed like they wanted to win that event did they the course was definitely a lot trickier than it was the the first three days Mm. it was 
Those greens were very slippery. Uh, the rough looked very unpredictable, chipping around the greens. There was a lot of sort of head scratching. Some were coming out pretty dead. Uh, we saw Rory on 16, came out really hot. Uh, no, 17, sorry. But yeah, fourth win in Dubai. He's got a bit of a love affair with this place. Uh, 34th win for Rory in 395 starts. Impressive his longevity. It's And the fact that he wins 9% of the time is bloody good going when you think about how many errors he's played across sort of now and also just the fact that there's always a young gun chasing him and he's he's still managed to be one of the best in the world. Yeah, just the way he's kind of progressed and looked after himself differently as he's gotten older and, man, he's just always adapted with the times. It's just, man, like he doesn't even look like he's remotely aging. Like maybe to look at, but like his golf game is just continually almost improving. I completely agree with that. The final round turning point was eight and nine. So that's the first and third hardest hole on the golf course. He made two birdies there. So that was a big leg up on the field. And then kind of inexplicably on 10 and 13, the, the 18th, the easiest hole on the course and the 16th easiest hole on the course, the par fives. He goes par and bogey. And at that point, I was like, Rory, that's just not on. But he just sort of rode the ship. He did get a little bit of luck, I feel. He made a few bad swings down the stretch, off mainly just the left ball off the tee. And he always had a slight opening. He had to execute some shots, but definitely wasn't a vintage Rory performance on Sunday, but he managed to get it done. Not at all, but that... It's exactly kind of what he did last year. I remember us saying on this podcast that he had a C game last year and, man, it was probably fairly similar on Sunday. It was pretty close to being his A game on Saturday, though. Uh, it doesn't really get much better than that. And, you know, man, there's, Cam Young's been in contention a few times and just not wanted it. Do you think he's starting to get that reputation? Potentially, he hasn't won yet. Given the talent and how how kind of hyped he is, it's, it's I don't think it's concerning yet. But if he goes another year and he he fluffs a few in the final round, I think it is a bit concerning. The way he yeah. performed at St Andrews though in the Open was very mm-hmm. impressive. Uh, but there's been some other opportunities that he's kind of let slip yeah, through the fingers. That's coming up to two years ago now and like this guy was kind of pigeonholed to be almost immoral on that Ryder Cup side and man I just I don't see why that hype is still relevant like he he's a big strapping American that hits the ball really really well but man there's so many of those guys out there and he just has shown that he is incapable of getting over the line yeah, that, oof, I don't know. I think you're being harsh. Uh, he's still very young in his pro career, but I do think this year's a bit of a stand-up sort of year for him. He needs to he needs to knock something off of significance. Hey, I saw uh, he does nothing for me emotionally. I just feel nothing when that guy plays golf. He doesn't do a heap for me either. You know the the major league baseball badges on his collar. He is sporting a good mullet at the moment, which you know. I'm always around, but yeah, just 
you say you feel nothing, nothing emotionally, but it looks like he feels nothing emotionally either. <laughs> yeah, like he just, true. he just looks like he's got the same look on his face. And look, maybe one day that's gonna play into his hands. But I, I do think you could see him getting frustrated when those putts, you know, weren't dropping and and stuff like that. But yeah, as a golfer, look, there's just, I just feel like there's so many of those. Cameron Young type golfers floating around and there always will be. Yeah, I like golfers that express themselves. Actually, not just golfers, just sportsmen, people. Mm, it's, for sure. it's definitely more exciting as a fan. Hey, I, Rory had a few belly wedges down the stretch. Do you, do you have that in your bag? Oh, see, uh, as a man who's kind of coming out the other side of the chipping yips, a, a belly wedge was actually a, a play I opted for a, a couple of times. Um, would I say I'm that good at it? No, but <laughs> I, I'd say I do have it in the bag if I really needed to, because I, I started practicing it a, a little bit because I had so much head noise on the greens and I, I even had a bit of head noise putting from the fringe. It's like, mate, this was, this was proper head noise HQ. Um, <laughs> like people get the Sunday scaries after they've had a few too many scares. I was getting the Sunday scaries when I had any sort of wedge in my in my paws. But yeah, in short, I I think I kind of have it in the bag. But like I, there'd be three or four options now that I choose before it. What what about you, mate? I no, I don't. I always find you have to swing a lot harder than you think because it's not like you. It's not like when you knife one. It's it's a very oh, yeah. different feeling. I actually have a bit of yarn, so at Bally Bunyan, and we had this caddy, and so when we're in Ireland, what would happen is you'd have the rough was so penal that you'd have like doubles and triples so easily. So I was, I was kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, scores out the window. I just want to play like. 13 14 good holes on these golf courses and just kind of look at it like look at it like that and if i make like one or two birdies i'll be pumped and so we were on we're on 16 at belly bunyan par five had a six iron and hit this thing all over this flag but there's this false front and it probably was at one point like uh, eight feet away from the flag and then rolled kind of forward and to the left and so i was nestled up against the collar and I really wanted to make a birdie and I was like this is this is a tough shot though and the my caddy's instructions like I'll get an eight iron out and like belly it and I was like okay yeah I don't I haven't played this shot probably shouldn't but I'll give it a go not really not really yeah and I was like I'll probably give it a I'll give it a go and I just didn't hit it hard enough rolled back down into a divot and then I was like oh no <laughs> this isn't good and then so I kind of chopped down one like half knifed it went long and then three putted and I, that was the angriest I've been on our island trip man I was salty I was like why did you try play a shot you've never played before when I could have like probably jabbed something onto the green had a birdie putt but yeah that's my sort of one and only attempt at a belly wedge Oh wow! Um, maybe that's something you can. I'm I'm sure there'd be. Do you have a backyard where you live? 
Nah. It might be, <laughs> I could probably do it in the hallway. Yeah, start, yeah. You just, yeah. Look, I'm not going to start handing out advice on how to play those shots. Nah, please don't. I don't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, look, mate, I also, I don't really, I don't really know. But yeah, the eight iron was a, I don't know about eight iron being the club for it. The leading edge well, just isn't big enough for me. Yeah, it was quite steep. So I think. It needed a little bit more grunt behind it than a... Okay. It was just a tough... It was a tough shot. Uh, anything up against the collar of a rough, the rough is just yuck. Did you uh, ever d- consider, you know, maybe flipping your putter over and getting the getting the nose on it? My one's bad for that. I've obviously got the Odyssey yeah, with, like, right. the spikes. That's the yeah, other like issue. That. If you've if you've got something behind you, it's those, those little spiky things just grab. The, yeah, the fangs or whatever they call them i don't know what they yeah <laughs> dracula <laughs> yeah that's some dribble but uh, one thing just i don't know if you have anything else to add on the dubai event but just just want to get your comms on on grown men getting high fives from pros yeah i remember bringing this up in the group chat and look i I personally can't get around it. Well, like, definitely not sober. But <laughs> um, look, man, if you, if you've had if you've had a few and you're hanging your hand over a barricade, look, pass mark. But yeah, okay. But but if you're going out of your way and and like crawling over kids to get a to get a bit of skin from <laughs> from one of the professional golfers, not on. Absolutely yeah. not on. That is a real gripe. When you see them leaning past over kids, and obviously kids are going to have much smaller reach, you're like, what are you doing, mate? Grow up. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's it's up there with some of the some of the worst behaviour, and and a little bit like airports, golf courses bring out golf mm. tournaments bring out some of the worst kind of kind of humans. But yeah, and I I can't imagine those guys hanging over for. High fives in Dubai and had that many beers behind them. I, I'm pretty sure it's pretty hard to get your hands on a couple mm. of schooners around there. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot to add on that. I agree with you. It's, it's not good. Well, mate, the kind of the final event of the week, the weekend that was, uh, turns out to be a pretty big weekend. The golf was the PGA Tour, the American Express, which was won by an amateur, a college sophomore out of Alabama. Nick Dunlap, first amateur since 1991 to win on the PGA Tour since Phil Mickelson. Man, like, pretty impressive, <laughs> just just quietly. <laughs> That's an understatement. I <laughs> tuned into quite a lot of the final round, and it was interesting. I So on seven, he's it's a short par four. You can hit, like, a driving iron, five wood off the tee, and he just wiped this thing right into the water like never never was a chance almost looked like a shank and at that point i thought oh here we go he's the classic where the amateurs wheels are just gonna fall off but credit to him he just steadied the ship and he just hung it hung around burns made a big mistake on 17 hitting that in the water at that point i was actually asleep i thought burns had it wrapped up but i I watched the last two holes this morning. Yeah, I just thought the way he 
handled himself in the same group as JT and Sam Burns, who are two established players and who both made a few costly mistakes. I just thought it was a real sign of maturity. Yeah, Chosie's made of the right stuff, doesn't it? He, yeah, I was ultra impressed with what I saw, even getting up and down on 18. Look, he had a lot of green to work with and had, I don't know, about six feet for the win, man. Like, that six feet when he was standing over it, I bet that looked like about 26 feet. But, uh, and he just stood up, t- didn't take his time and just banged it straight in the heart. And like you, you took the words right out of my mouth about holding off a couple of pretty premier players, both Ryder Cup players, major winner, WGC winner, like, man. And that leads me to the, my question here. If you're in Nick Dunlap's shoes, you know, you've got a couple of years of college left, but you've now got this two-year exemption on the PGA Tour. Are you just turning pro? I think you are, aren't you? Yeah. It's not something I'm even going to have to deal with, but I, I, I'd, be, no. <laughs> I'd be... No, you've finished uni, pro. Well, Hey, what, <laughs> what happens with the money? I was thinking the other day. Just goes to where does it go? Yeah. Oh, actually, Christian Bezidenhout. Bezidenhout. I fucking always butcher his name, and he's always on leaderboards. I need to get better at him, actually. But he, yeah, he just gets the coin. So good day for him. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So nobody complain with that. Bit of bit of coin he's missed out on though. Two (laughs) point one Australian million Australian is. Yeah, that's that's going towards your college fees. Um, (laughs) One thing, I don't know if you heard the interview. They were interviewing his parents and they were obviously quite emotional. This was during the round that he'd even kind of got to that stage. And uh, they were like, when did you know he was really good? And the dad goes, I shot 59 when he was 12. (laughs) Wow, that's... (laughs) I was like, geez, yeah, that you'd know your son's pretty good if he did that. He won the tournament by Jeez. 13 shots. He very nearly shot 59 on Saturday at the, on the PGA Tour. He, he had 60. Man, his I, old man. I couldn't actually believe what I was saying. His old man dropped that so casually as well. And I was there just sort of rattled. Like, did he just say 59? Oh, man. Yeah. Fuck. It's. I didn't. I, I genuinely didn't think I'd ever see that in my lifetime. Like man, nowadays, man. I thought, yeah, I I thought like those days were so long gone. But good to know that that they're not. But like, admittedly, it's been what thirty three years between drinks. So mm. man, who knows that, who's going to be the next? The college system is just so good at unearthing talent, though, and it's mm. they play so they're so professional at that age so it's seen you've seen a few of them make the leap winning is obviously another step but you do see them kind of come out of college and get in contention they don't seem to be scared of the big moments no a couple of other notes i had uh i think jt's back i'm declaring jt back couple of bad swings on the par fives he hit two in the drink Mm. but that they were both going for flags with long irons in his hand which Makes me think he's confident. It's a weird way yeah. of looking at it, but they were aggressive plays. They were plays that JT does when he, you know he's swinging it well. He said he, just, he feels like he can hold shots at the moment. And I'm like, that's that's on. 
he man, he just looked like he was just carrying himself a whole. He had some swagger. Back. He had some swagger. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, he was strutting around. He, you know, he was he was chatting shit to Dunlap today, and like he just looked like yeah. Look, I I want to see personally a little bit more a, a few a few maybe tournaments strung together before I declare him back. But man, like gun to my if you had a gun to my head and asked me if he was going to win again this year, I'd I'd say yes. I was thinking during this event, well, the final round, Cal, how important is it that JT and Spieth are relevant this year with Ram gone? Oh, I look, I think it's huge. Um, someone needs to fill that void, and man, I I think they're different. They're obviously different characters to Ram, but both both have they all three of them have that you know outspoken nature. They're all always quite animated in front of the camera so losing Ram is obviously a big loss not not just in the sense of being a quality golfer but I think you're right um JT and Spieth could be two of those guys that fill that void but you want them I I just don't see them competing as consistently as we saw John Ram personally well Spieth particularly I I agree with the consistency thing I guess what I was thinking during during the round is that if they do have good years I think it will go a long way for the PGA Tour two really charismatic guys they're fun to watch they put bums on seats and I just think it's so important they have a good year this year uh for themselves and for the tour do you think John Rahm was bringing in as many people to seats as you as maybe made out I actually, I actually think you're kind of right with that. I, he's not, he's not someone I get hugely excited by. I love watching him play golf, but he's not. He wouldn't be in my top ten favorite players, probably. Mm, yeah, I, I don't know about that. Like that's why, like obviously, big signing for Liv, but man, is, is that really broadening your audience? Like maybe a little, maybe in, obviously in Spain it probably is. That's such a small percentage of the market for such a mm. a lot of money. Um, yeah, it's look, it's another story in itself. But I actually, if if Ram just stopped winning PGA Tour events and kind of was just top twenty, getting off. If Ram just kind of stopped winning PGA and DP World Tour events and was just consistently, you know, top twenty, top thirty. Would we really be talking about it, or would we really be mm. m- missing him contending? I, like me personally, I I wouldn't be. Yeah, that's a it's an interesting conversation. I the thing that's kind of more compelling about Ram is he's just he's just got that bit of a serial killer vibe about him. I he just looks like he wants to stomp on throats, and that's kind of what mm. he's exciting for rather than JT and Spieth who are quite yeah as I said before charismatic they love sort of entertaining I wouldn't say Ram's an entertainer no he's got mongrel in him and I think JT Mm. does as well and Spieth to a degree you don't you don't pinch three mongrel um three you don't pinch three mongrels you don't pinch three majors without having a bit of you know mongrel in you so look yeah but 
and saying that, like, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen when I was watching John Rahm at a Ryder Cup. So, look, but mm. it, it can go both ways. But you're, you're right, it's an interesting conversation that maybe we dissect on another pod. The other note I had on this event, Cal, was that much less insulting attire from Jay Day this week. Maybe it's mm. just maybe it's rained in a little bit. The the baggy pants were still worn. They they yeah. still look a bit odd. Uh, MC Hammer. Yeah, they weren't. It wasn't as egregious, I'd say. Yeah, it wasn't as provocative. I think maybe the first event that they they kitted him out was just some ambush marketing. Just like I think it was too. I really just do. Just like look at me, and maybe J Day saw the saw the zeros on the on the page. He was like, right, boys, I'll do this for one event. I'll wear these smiley faces once and get the brand <laughs> out there. And then yeah. you've got to make me something a little bit normal. No, that's fact. Hey, and just, I know we talked about it about on this event last year, just the three course, three courses, you know, the Saturday cut. If like Dunlap and, and JT kind of made this event, like it was like, man, it was pretty shit event to get around, isn't it? Really? I, I, yeah. it's probably one of my least favorite on tour, the American experience. The three courses thing is just an invitation to watch the last round, isn't it? And oh, absolutely. I don't know if you, because you just can't follow it. There's no context, so you're just like, okay, I'll watch it on Sunday. And yeah. I just think that's it's not something that's sustainable. You you want people tuning in as much as possible. And and they barely had cameras on one of those courses, so like, oh yeah, blokes were just posting numbers, and you're like, I haven't seen this guy had a shot today. Like Scotty Scheffler on. In the opening round, like, oh, man, off the top of my head, he might have had, like, 67. I was like, oh, it's a decent round. Like, didn't even realize he was playing. I, I hate it. I, and, look, man, we harp on about the multi-course events, but and, and it's not going to change. But, you know, it's... They do, it's not they do make so much games. money from the amateurs playing in these, though. They pay, pay massive amounts of money to mm. actually play with the pros, so... There is an element to it that we don't know the ins and outs of either. I guess you need to, I feel like I need to just get my head around that not every event's going to be great and that there's, there's different reasons for these events. There's, this event provides opportunities for so, someone like like Michael Kim, for example, to get in some more elevated events. It's, it's, sort, of, it's sort of for the real badges, these ones. Absolutely right, mate. Let's cut the golf chat and move on to every punter's favourite part of the podcast, our playoff holes. I'm hoping you have something to tee off on. I do. I'm just teeing off on particularly the Black Caps recently. Some of their media has just been the driest stuff I've ever seen. And Mm. just using every cliche under the book, taking each game at a time. Good to be back in our own conditions. Pakistan are a good side. Just just give me something a bit more interesting, please. And the questions being asked them aren't great either. Happy to acknowledge that. I, I don't know. I just think as a, hey, if I was in the same position, I might do the same thing. But as fans, it's just tough. Like 
they might as well not even have the interviews because you don't learn anything from it or you don't laugh. So you've got to have one or the other, I feel. Yeah. I, I, you always, we talked about this the other day and then I actually heard Lockie Ferguson on the radio today and he was, he was really good. <laughs> like he was given, given a bit like, but you're right on the whole, it's pretty bad and it's pretty relevant through most sports like cricket and rugby union, especially in New Zealand are the absolute worst. Mm. It's, it's like not even worth tuning into to those interviews and look and i've actually for a story i'm writing in this the next edition of the mag i've had to kind of interview five or six pros around the aussie tour and mate just some of the best like it's obviously quite early in my media career but some of the best content you can get just honesty happy to have a laugh with you man the the best and I feel like golfers tend to be a bit better like individual athletes tend, tend yeah. to you know they're not they sort of constriction they kind of market themselves by, a little bit yeah. well you kind of have to like surely like like they're not constricted by a manager well they're probably constricted by a manager but not like a media manager and like you know not pissing off teammates and yeah man, I just yeah I, I couldn't agree more on in short on the on the front but you are also as only you your answers are only as good as the questions you get asked at times yeah. as well and i feel like some of those cricket broadcasters in new zealand are <coughs> nearly fairly yeah. average with all due yeah respect. that's true and and you mentioned Lockie ferguson he's a great personality and the radio format allows you to be a bit more relaxed i'd feel Maybe they just pick out the wrong guys too when they do these interviews because they, not everyone's going to be a great interviewer. It's everyone's different. So I don't know. Just something I've noticed watching when I tune into some stuff. I'm like, wow, this is just not adding anything. Absolutely. And um, I don't have a teeing off, but I've got a confession, AC. Uh, I've been kind of waiting for TZ to come back on and 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 feature and playoff holes we i thought i had them lined up the last couple of weeks and tonight to maybe break this down a little bit more but um look i was playing golf out of the one of my favorite tracks amberley beach over summer and i i may have hooked one well straight bomb one left into the hazard off the tee had to take a drop i've got my three wood out I'm having a tough day on the tools. And I've hit three wood and it's just this leaky right piece of shit shot. And I've thrown the head back and I've kind of thrown my three wood down towards my golf bag. And it's just, it's just landed awkwardly and snapped clean in half. <laughs> and look, I'm not proud of my actions. I've never, I've never snapped a golf club out of anger before. And I wasn't, I wasn't really that angry either. I was just kind of like, oh, how are you hitting it so shit? And then, and now I'm with three wood in the can. But yeah, I just thought I needed to get that off my chest. TZ will hopefully come on in coming weeks and give you a better rundown of it. But yeah. So is that what he was going to tee off about? No, no. He's got a good teeing off, but he's, I, I think I want him to talk about Dave's course record at Amberley Beach and then yeah. maybe some stuff that unfolded during that uh, round. 
That's tough. Forking out the new three wood is going to be a real lesson. I feel. I I've never snapped one, but I don't know how I haven't. I way better now, but I was a notorious hothead when I was sort of fourteen, fifteen in particular. I golf. Me and golf just maybe weren't mature enough at that time, because holy shit, I had some blow ups. <laughs> yeah, it's all part of the course, but it's just like it was almost. It was almost out of frustration and anger because I was playing so bad. Like it was, mm. you can't really get angry when you're just dis- depositing it to all angles of the golf course. But you know, yeah, yeah, not my, I don't, not my finest moment. But I also I don't hit three wood a lot anymore. So I'm thinking maybe maybe get a something something a bit different in the bag now that I have to replace it. Hmm. I don't know about you, but I find I get a lot grumpier when I'm playing well and you just waste around by doing something really stupid. If mm. if I just don't have it that day, I'm pretty fine. It's when you're playing so good and you just do something just inexplicable. That's when I'll start really losing my rag. Mm. Yeah, this this was right in the midst of the chipping yips too, so I'm surprised that a gap wedge or something didn't... <laughs> didn't find the trunk of one of those pines but hey, hey we, we live and we learn and we don't con- condone that that sort of behavior but it is pretty funny so like if you got any footage <laughs> let us know yeah it's just nothing nothing can get you so emotionally wound up than golf really tennis is up there too it, it just brings this bad side of you out sometimes where you just the kettle just boils yeah, or get, getting your front pad blown off in the first over of a great game also, just right up there. Yeah, but, we play some tough sports in that regard. <laughs> no, mate. Well, mate, any kind of parting words for the listeners, the punters? Uh, speaking of punts, we, we've we missed again. again. <laughs> like, I don't think I was punting Nick Dunlap. But, um, no. but what was, do you know what Rory was paying? It oh, must have been like $4, right? Yeah, I reckon three fifty maybe. Yeah, that was a bit of my fault. I normally remind Cal, and I had an interview as well, and it just but the Dubai event just teed off a little bit earlier than I thought, and it just yeah, mm. I realised about an hour after it teed off, and Cal was asleep, and I was like, ah, oh, that's not gonna work. So the yeah, so we promise we'll be back this week. Look, the accountant's probably a bit <laughs> probably stoked that we. We haven't punted these first few weeks. They'd be starting to, you know, <laughs> looking to mortgage the off the tip studio or or something like that with <laughs> with what we've done with the money they've given us to punt with. But guys, we appreciate you tuning in. A little bit of dribble this week, and hopefully, there's going to be a lot more in weeks to come. We've got some more core stuff coming. The boys, Monty's jumping back on. We're going to talk Ireland and hopefully a few interviews in the pipeline. I spoke to Michael Hendry a few weeks ago and hopefully going to get that out, you know, late Feb. So appreciate you guys tuning in and being so loyal. And AC, mate, all the best over that side of the world and I'll catch you next week. Cheers, my brother. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. And you took that for your